Good day and welcome to yet another episode of The Mental Takedown. This time, Wisconsin's 133-pounder, Kyle Berwick. More and more off-season episodes will be coming. Thank you so much to the state of North Dakota for letting me borrow your pride and joy for 45 minutes. I think we did have a riveting conversation indeed. October and the new season will be upon us before we even know it. So enjoy the episode. I'll see you on the other side. Joining us now is, by courtesy of the worldwide of internet, Wisconsin's 133-pounder, the real Kyle Berwick. How are we doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. How about you? Good. We're just hanging in there. So I guess I think these are the best times to do these kinds of interviews, kind of when really everything's kind of more mellowed out and y'all are, you know, sweaty and, you know, like, 15 seconds after coming off the mat so what's what's been going on with you ever since NCAA is one down are we finishing up the school year and all that stuff yeah so it kind of switched over into finishing up my uh, my semester for uh physical education we were kind of getting into a lot more like uh big labs for teaching and everything we haven't really had the opportunity to be like teaching uh in the in the schools yet or anything so that's a little bit of a bummer but uh it is what it is and then uh, the focus kind of switched i guess the pace kind of changed from the season you know where we were it was kind of go 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 gotta i gotta make adjustments really quick and now it's you know i've had time to really look back and reflect on my season even though it was you know probably about half half of a competition season uh, with the number of matches wise. Um, now I have some time to go back and really think about, you know, what aspects of my wrestling I need to improve on what I really need to go back to the drawing board and, and fix to be able to win, you know, those big matches and, and beat some of those top guys. So that way I can get on the podium and be a national champ. So, um, I very, very excited that, keep on working and you know I've just kind of slowed it down I've slowed the pace down um I've, I've always been in someone who just you know like I said is always go 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 I got to do everything as hard as I can as fast as I can all the time and you know some of the best advice I've gotten from my coaches is that I need to take a step back and really think about these things and focus on getting better in these areas and and just think it through so that's kind of what I've been focusing on my training ever since school got done so so did it feel like a full season, even though it kind of was, you know, half a season by statistical standards? Yeah, it it definitely felt like the length was there. Um, I would say, I mean, my redshirt season, I had wrestled, uh, I think, 25 matches. And that was 10 more than I wrestled in this uh, varsity season last year. Um and it definitely felt lengthwise of practices from when, when our season started to when it ended about the same. Um, but the wear on your body wasn't as heavy. We weren't making weight as often. Um, we only had seven duels. I only weighed in seven times for those hour weigh-ins like that. Um, so it, it, it felt, it felt the lengthwise, but um, my body was a little bit fresher, even though, even though I was pretty dinged up by the NCAA tournament, you know, it, it, it did feel like over the course of the season, I was a lot fresher. So then 
when you talk about reflection after a season is over, uh, does that entail like more video? Like what does that entail for you at least? When I got to college, I wasn't very good at watching film. You know, I wasn't really good at watching, you know, other guys film and, and, and preparing for what, you know, I'm going to see on the mat, you know, against wrestling a certain guy or what I'm working on and what I'm not executing on well and well enough in my matches. So yeah, for me, it, it's, it's a lot of like watching video. And then once I don't really dwell too much on that, I don't watch a ton of film to, to get the whole gist for me. It's, for me, it's always been up in my mind. It's always been, it's always been visualization and stuff like that. So once I get that down, I make sure to write a lot of my stuff in my notebook. I just got this little notebook that I write in all the time. And I make sure to write down what I need to add for attacks, what I need to focus on for my footwork, what I need to add on, you know, how do, how do I need to move my hips on bottom? How do I need to, how do I need to move my hands in the hand fight and stuff like that? So yeah, it's a lot of a lot of visualization paired with with watching film. So then, interestingly, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if this is something new that you've that you've done, or if this is something that you've done for a long time now. Like, is that something that then crosses your mind, like when you're I don't know when there are like various dead periods within a match, like in between periods. Like, is that something those kinds of things run through your mind? Yeah, yeah, you're talking like, you know, visualization and like seeing yeah, myself. Like, I guess when, yeah. when you're like down there and like the ref's about to blow the whistle, you're like, remember what was in my notebook, move, like move. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, uh, as strange as it does sound, a lot of, you know, I knew that I really needed to be not so one-dimensional in my attacks, you know, uh, a lot of people knew I was going to come to one certain side, so. I would actually kind of think about that when I got into tough situations where it was, you know, a guy was making it hard to get a takedown. I was like, okay, I really got to focus on opening up the other side and, and, and focus on attacking the other side. And then my, my primary shots open up. So as, as weird as it does sound a little bit, um, yeah, it's kind of like visual, you know, visualizing, okay, you know, this is what I've been working on in practice all week. This is what I've been working on the past month. You know, I know that I can do it. I put in the reps. So it, 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 it gives you a little bit of a mental edge there. Yeah. You know, it's complex, right? But sometimes we make it harder than it really has to be, right? Yeah, yeah, big time. Exactly. So I guess we'll, we'll take a step back. And this is just something that I kind of, because I do my due diligence. I mean, when and before I ask, because if I'm going to take half an hour of your time to, you know, talk to a lunatic, <laughs> uh, like I probably should do my due diligence. And you came, you obviously came from North Dakota, yada, 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 you know. You know, when you think North Dakota, you think like three people. We all know those stereotypes or whatever. But like, I have never seen when I looked up your name, I've never seen, I don't think at least any one of my guys been on the local news so many darn times. Yeah. I mean, just pages and pages. I mean, you can, I don't know. I probably still didn't even catch all of them. So I guess what did that sort of feel like? I mean, I guess you've been dealing with the media your whole life, like, Every time they asked you to do those kinds of interviews, did it ever get monotonous, boring, whatnot? Yeah. Like kind of like writing a whole state, you know? Yeah, yeah. So for me, actually, I knew it was, you know, it's been, it's always been a huge privilege to be able to represent, um, you know, my community and my family. And, and a lot of the people that I really made special bonds with back home in North Dakota, I mean, I can... 
I can literally go out and tell you, you know, I know a vast majority of everybody in the state connected to wrestling, <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's saying something, you know, I know a lot of the coaches, I know a lot of the wrestlers, I know a lot of the older wrestlers, the guys that are graduated from college. And, you know, I've, I never saw it as a burden of, you know, if somebody wanted to um, ask me for some of my time to do something or uh, write an article about me or, or do a, do a little piece for the, the news in Bismarck before we would have our tournament in Mandan, you know, and, and come to our hotel and just do a little piece there. Like I've, I've been so grateful for, you know, all the, all the people in the community of North Dakota that because they, they, they want to, you know, they want to show, um, what our athletes have, you know, what our wrestlers have, you know, and I've always wanted to be a really positive role model for a lot of those younger North Dakota kids. Cause I also know so many of them. I mean, I spent every single spring, um, you know, reffing their little, you know, their, uh, USA wrestling tournaments and, and the state tournament and then the state freestyle and Greco tournament. And I loved it. I loved every single second of it. I would ref their matches. I would, uh, you know, I would talk to the kids and, and, it's just been, you know, it's, it's been very awesome to be able to represent North Dakota. And, um, you know, I would say one of my highlights is, uh, or highlighted feelings, I guess, is being able to represent North Dakota. Like when we wrestle at Fargo, you know, um, Fargo is downright, you know, one of the toughest top high school tournaments, you know, that there's ever going to be. And it's right there in, in North Dakota. And that's, you know, right in my home state. So, um, you know, to be able to wrestle at that tournament so often, you know, and I, I all American once in, in cadet freestyle and then twice in junior freestyle. So it was like, we had the whole, you know, the whole state of North Dakota backing us right in our, you know, right in our home spot. So, um, that's been definitely one of my, one of my top feelings is being able to do that, whether or not I came up short on the podium or anything. Um, you know, I, I, I fell short of my, my goals to be a national champ, you know, in junior and juniors and cadets, but that, you know, that doesn't make me regret any single minute of work I ever put in for it or ever am going to put in, you know, towards being a national champ. So, um, for me, it's been a privilege and, um, I hope any of them, you know, any of my, uh, my North Dakotan uh, people back home, if they end up seeing your uh, interview, I know I'm going to be able to post it all over my stuff. So hopefully they go and they go and check us out. I'll be, you know, I, I always want to make sure that I give them the thanks they, they deserve because they've supported me through every single endeavor I'll, I'll ever be a part of. So. Two things. First of all, you said it's not a burden to do any of these interviews. Hopefully you won't, you'll still feel the same way after this one. Uh, <laughs> Second off, uh, first of all, I did not pay him anything to say that. No. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Right? We can confirm that, right? Yep. All right. Um, well, I guess any crazy any crazy stories from Fargo being back home? Just, you know, kind of going through? Um, I guess nothing, like, too crazy. I guess the one year I was a schoolboy um, and I couldn't quite get into the cadets yet I was just getting on the scene of like you know like the sh like the shoe swag and and like all that stuff and to all those kids out there it's you know be smart with your shoes be smart with your money don't you know don't be the one the one guy there just like spending money left and right and you lose hundreds of dollars because you lose a trade or something but uh 
Yeah, it, that that community out there that's always you know trading singlets and 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 trading shoes or selling shoes and stuff like it's it's pretty cool out there. I remember you know I I grabbed a few shoes from our like our uh, team shoe tub that nobody ever used, and they were like you know, like some Nike takedown 360s. And then there was like a used pair of Rulons in there that were like huge and nobody was ever using it. I was like, oh, dang, I, yeah, I bet you if I talked to coach, he'd let me sell these at Fargo. And sure enough, made some money at Fargo. As I ended up buying, uh, I ended up buying some old Nike OG Inflex and I wore those my freshman year. So that was a pretty, that was a pretty funny story. Um, I guess the other, the other stories I would always say are, you know, like all the kids just, you get done with the quarterfinals or something and then you make the semis and then everybody's outside just running in the heat. <laughs> it was, it, it kind of, you know, you were happy because you were like, yeah, all American and all this, but at the same time, you're like, dang it, I got to make weight tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, Fargo is definitely a good time. Fargo is a great time. So there's a whole there's a whole black market slash side hustle slash underworld to these things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, but I think it's a I think it's a pretty good community. You know, there's a lot of a lot of people that are really passionate about you know cool looking shoes and cool looking singlets and stuff like that, which is which is great. You know, I love it. Okay, so before we started recording, you know, Kyle had you know he a couple minutes and I was just staring at the background the whole time and I just have to before we continue it's been distracting me for what 10 minutes now there's a pull-up bar in the background how often are you or anyone else on that thing um actually pretty often our house uh, we we have a little piece of paper right there um I think uh I think in the month of December we like challenged our you know I don't know we were sitting around in the living room one day and we were like Hey, instead of doing our pull-ups after practice, let's just keep doing them in the house and let's just do them all the time. And let's do like 10,000 pull-ups over the month. And I, 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 I'm pretty sure we got there. I, I'm not exactly sure, but I mean, we got, we did a, a, a lot of pull-ups. <laughs> so then the question is who, the, then the obvious follow-up is who pitched in the most, right? Ooh, yeah. See, I don't, I don't know the, the, the paper, paper might be, I don't think it's the same one anymore, but I, I know, I know the two guys, um, I know Eric Barnett and Josh Otto did a lot of pull-ups because every single time they, they would come out of the room, I would see them cranking out pull-ups. So I probably got to give it to them. You're too humble. I set you up for you to take all the credit. You should just. No, no, hey, no, guys. Them, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, I did all the pull-ups, man. What are you talking about? Exactly, exactly. No one, no one knows. Like this, exactly. Exactly. There you go. All right, so I guess. I guess these are, I guess, I guess for the sake of, you know, bridging the two, I guess, where, when was it always Wisconsin and had you always, you know, thought of it? And I guess, I guess I'm sure there were some people that wanted you to stay in state, but I guess when did the decision for you to leave and go to Wisconsin really come to fruition? Yeah. So, um, like growing up, uh, all through, middle school, high school, even I, I hadn't even ever like given the thought of wrestling for Wisconsin, you know, like it, it's, you know, I've always, I always loved watching some of their guys and, you know, I remember watching Tyler Graff wrestle and, and even before I got to college, I watched Evan, you know, Evan Wick wrestle. And, um, so this, the story, how I got out to Wisconsin in the first place was, uh, I, my hometown is four miles north of the, uh, South Dakota border. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty close to South Dakota. 
and uh, Coach Bono and Coach Reeder started recruiting me at a tournament uh, my sophomore year, I want to say, freshman, sophomore year, down in Rapid City. We would always go to this big tournament in Rapid City, and it was one of my favorite ones during the high school season. And uh, they started recruiting me down there, and 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 I really, really, really loved what uh, you know what they had going on at South Dakota State. And I was pretty much ready, you know, to to kind of go out there my junior year, and uh, and then they took the jobs over here in Wisconsin. So I wanted to kind of reevaluate and and take my time with the with the recruiting process, and then. Uh, and then sure enough, you know, um, there were a lot of really, really great schools that I talked to and it was a really hard decision, but, you know, I knew it was best for me and I knew what I needed to, you know, have, um, as a team culture and, and, and leaders in a program. So, um, you know, they, you know, I knew that once they picked up the recruiting, you know, that far out, uh, East in Madison here, um, you know, I could really tell that they wanted me as, you know, they, they wanted me as a guy on the team. They wanted me to be, you know, to be the guy and, and, and to be a, a four-year NCAA qualifier, All-American, national champ, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. I'm very happy I'm here. I love where I'm at. I love, you know, I love my team. I love our program. I love our culture. And we're only going to keep getting better. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a pretty cool story how I got out of here. So if you got recruited like starting sophomore year, so did you you when did you commit? If you I should know this, Jesus, but I have these moments all the time. <laughs> no, um, I committed. Uh, I remember it was uh, my last my last. So I played I played football in high school, um, but we were super small town football, so we played like nine man. And I remember uh, I remember you know tweeting out and 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 doing my commitment tweet and everything when I was getting on the bus. Uh, to go to our last football game we were we were playing uh we were playing a team on the road and and <laughs> i hadn't told any of my friends or anything yet and i was like hey yo you guys go look at twitter <laughs> and i had been making the decision all day i had been trying to call people and everything and and get everything all set up and then i got the twitter the little twitter uh pick out there and i was like hey i'm going to wisconsin man <laughs> so uh that was yeah probably the late fall of my senior year yeah okay so then so then hearing about i know and you know bono's interviews are always the best oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah so like he had he had talked about you like so many times like after he's like oh we got this guy and you know like when you pick up on those things does that kind of like get you fired up to the point like how was that last like what half a semester or a full semester in high school where, you know, Bono would kept talking about you and you knew that you were coming and you were coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, wouldn't it for you, you know, like, you know, when I heard, when I heard my, my future coach, you know, he'd be like, you know, he'd be, he'd be telling like, man, we're super excited to have this kid. He's, you know, he's a great kid. He's, he's dominating. Out the, I was like, man, I'm, that makes me want to just kick the crap out of everybody I'm wrestling in the high school season. And I was like, dang, let's, you know, you know, I, as bad as I, you know, wanted to top it off with my, you know, my fifth state title there, I was really excited to, you know, put on display what I could do um, and kind of cap it all off and then really take a big jump to the next level. And, um, you know, I, I knew it was going to be hard. And when I got to that point, um, I'm really glad that, you know, I picked coaches that were 
you know, they're, they're, they got my back and they, you know, they're, in, they're in my corner a hundred percent, you know, they, they, whatever I need, whatever, you know, whatever questions I need to answer, whatever sport I need, they're there for me. And, and that's, what's made it, you know, so awesome. So, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was fired up, man. You know, when I, when I, when I would hear him just, you know, saying how excited they're, they are to get me, I'm like, let's go. There you go. And then you get, and then you get to the college room and then, and then, and then do you have like a reality hits moment where you're like, Oh, of course. Oh, of course. It was my first first workout uh, in the, in the Wisconsin room. My first workout, I was getting ready for Fargo my senior year. I came up and I spent the whole summer, my senior, uh, that senior year I graduated up here training for, for Fargo and uh my first workout for Fargo I wrestled with uh with coach Reader and uh I think we wrestled for a half an hour and you know we went a half an hour drill and yeah I I got a I got a big look at to what college wrestling was going to be like and I was like dang man but I I was hooked instantly you know um it took me a while you know it took me a while to get a takedown in the room against a lot of the big you know the big top guys and um it was uh kind of frustrating at some points because it was like you know everybody's the you know everybody's the best guy where they're from and and you throw everybody into you know into the mix and and you really got to be tough and and bring your a game every single day um if you really want to you know make improvements and but um i would say it's just like being a it's just being a consistent work you know hard worker like it's not going to happen it might not happen overnight but it's going to it's going to happen eventually. So that, that was kind of my, that was kind of my, my big wake up call when my eyes were like, Whoa. And I guess, especially from even like, even people that have come from like really, really tough uh, high school States who said that like college uh, just kind of like slapped them in the face when they first got there. But you know, for, for a guy from North Dakota, that must've been magnified. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I, I don't, um, I'm never going to sit there and, and, and discredit, you know, our state or anything. Um, I, I, I have the absolute most respect for anybody we wrestle and, and anybody I have wrestled or, or any of my buddies back home. Um, but there were some things that just, I had never seen before, you know, and throughout all my high school, all my high school seasons, like it, it, it had never been such a scramble to try and get a takedown. You know, there weren't, you know, I never had guys that were trying to dive under and, and do latch last ditch efforts. And, and sometimes in college, that's, you know, that that's enough to throw you off if you're not, you know, if you're not zoned in and uh, you know, that, that was a big aspect that I've had to learn is, is a lot of scrambling, a lot of knowing where my hips are, where my feet are, where, when I'm finishing shots, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of repetition with that stuff. And, and, and I'm still, still working on it. I, I, you know, I'll never, I'll never say that I completely have it down because I don't think anybody ever does, but it's just kind of, you know, like you said, it's kind of like a, a magnified little culture shock because, you know, it, uh, you know, every single takedown, every single position is a lot more contested. Um, and, and when you can minimize those, those opportunities to let your opponent breathe like that and be able to counter you is, is how you're really going to jump levels. So. 
You know, it's not so, and the other part of that is, it's not so much where you're from. It's like these guys are also just like physically four or five years older than. Yep. Yeah. Very true. So you know, and I obviously, hopefully, no one takes it as you know me discrediting North Dakota, but you know, no, we would all beat the crowd. It's just, it's just a, it's just a dis, you know, some different styles of wrestling. I mean, um, you know, and 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 it was the same way when we would wrestle, you know, at junior duels or or at Fargo, you know, there was just some, some different things that, you know, some, some kids from different States had already picked up on, you know, that, um, you know, I go back and I, I watch high school wrestling now, you know, even two years after I graduated and now there's kids that are actually picking up on that. And, and, you know, soon enough, there's going to be, you know, it's going to be widespread and there's gonna be a lot more guys trying to, trying to scramble and stuff like that. So um, it's, it's just something that, maybe it takes a little time for, for some different, you know, states to pick up on and, and, and maybe that's the case. Now we'll, we'll touch on this one more time. Um, Bono, I swear Bono, like whenever they, they should just like, the funny thing is like, he's the only coach that I can hear for, cause the field mics are usually not great or the, the max, the mics by the mat. He is, Hands down, and I don't know if you've ever watched it back on TV, he is hands down the loudest, most passionate coach oh, yeah. by, oh, like, yeah, definitely. by like a country, definitely. Texas mile. I'm from Texas, so. And yeah, hands down. I mean, him uh, joined with Reader in, in, in our corner. Like, um, I know there weren't that many fans at NCAAs this year, but if there were, if it was full capacity – I still would have been able to hear them that loud. You can still hear them through the, yeah, I could hear them when the field house was like full, you know, too. It's, it's, it's awesome though. That's, that's exactly what I was, you know, I, I, that's always the type of guy I've been, you know, I've wanted coaches that are, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to be screaming encouragement, tell me what I need to do, what I got to focus on, you know, fighting, fighting for whatever I, I need as the athlete, you know, Um, you know, I, I, and that, that just comes back to what I'm really attracted to in, in, in looking at a coaching philosophy is, is a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and just a lot of, you know, just a lot of enthusiasm. And, and, and it shows that, that you're, you're fired up. You want to be there. You're, you're passionate and you want to win. So you do enjoy all the chirping and whatnot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. I'll tell you what, really, you know, they honestly should just, you know, Bono, Bono can, you know, if the Big Ten was looking to save some money, they could just cut the commentator and split the screen and. <laughs> yeah, just, just have him Bono just. On one side and then. Pay for a match. Exactly. Put Bono on one side. He'll, he'll, he'll give all the commentary you need. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I guess you went to NCAAs and it was. I don't know. I don't know what the capacity was, but what did it feel like for as, I guess, generic as it sounds? Uh, what did it kind of feel like finally getting to wrestle? And were you afraid that, you know, it was going to get pulled out from under the rug again? Because I know I certainly was. Um. So actually... I never, I never really had that feeling. I felt like, um, uh, being an athlete in that, in that position, I think they were doing a very good job at, you know, following their protocols and making sure that, 
Um, everything ran smoothly. They made sure we were tested on time. Um, it was really nice in St. Louis because we were right there in union station. They did all of our testing in union station. You know, um, we had to make sure we had, uh, two tests done before we could even get into the arena to, to work out prior to the tournament. Um, we had tests done every single day of the tournament um, between sessions and everything. So um, I never, I never once actually had that feeling, but I did have the feeling immediately when I got there, I wasn't, um, how do I say? I wasn't starstruck, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, in awe, just like, oh, geez, and, and, and get that pit in your stomach where you're just like, oh, I, I got to perform or anything. I was, I was more um, very excited to, you know, just go out there and lay it on the line and, and, and do what, I, you know, do what I've been doing my, my whole life and, and really, you know, prove to myself where and what I can do. Um, and because I've always had that dream of wrestling at the, the national tournament and, um, ever since I was a little kid and, and ever since, you know, um, something that stuck out to me as a little kid is, is, is seeing those NCAA circles, you know, uh, you have to, it, it's a, it's a privilege to be able to, you know, get the opportunity to wrestle in that arena and in that setting. Um, sorry, my computer's kind of bugging out here. Um, but like, you know, it, it, it was just a dream come true. Um, but the work, the work wasn't, the work wasn't done yet. You know, I, I wasn't satisfied to just be there. Um, you know, granted the results, you know, they show what they show, but you know, me, that's just going to drive me. And it's, it's only been, it's only been fueling me for, for what I need to work on and improve and, and get better at for next season. So. And of course, of course, I've structured my interview questions to be completely out of chronological order, as I yeah. realizing. Now, I'm interested because you're the first guy that I've had on that wrestled at one of these, uh, one of these pandemic cards, quote unquote. Yeah. Now, I guess, what did it kind of feel like, just kind of like from an organizational standpoint and doing it and wrestling in like some basement looking, you know, room where it looks like you know are running a practice but it's like a serious match that's being broadcasted and mm -hmm. what did it kind of feel like to like get on after how long of not wrestling yeah it actually it actually felt really good because to me it was i think wrestling's taken a great step in kind of doing the the whole card thing i think every you know, all these wrestling clubs and all these RTCs and stuff that are setting up these, these cards and making these like mega matches. I think this is one of the best things for our sport. I mean, if you look at, you know, you look at boxing and, and, and MMA and, and, and stuff like that, you go and you look at how they structure their competition. They, they, they set up cards. They, you know, they do pay-per-views and stuff like that. Now I think wrestling has the max potential to do something like that with, with, the widespread styles and, and, and number of different competitors and everything. So it, it was very exciting to, you know, be a part of something like that. And then on top of that, to have, uh, you know, to have RRTC being able to set that up and, and make it happen. And not only that, but we've had three of them up till now um, is amazing. Like that, that if you truly think about it during what everything's been going on in society the last year, that's, that's an amazing feat. And to be able to 
broadcast that to, to wrestling fans everywhere. And, and if they want the, you know, if they want the opportunity to watch some awesome competition, you know, it's right there, it's right at your fingertips. So I, you know, I think, I think RRT, RRTC does a great job doing it. They, they set it up. Um, they, they worked really well with their athletes. You know, we just, they, they, they talk with us and like, Hey, you guys want to set this match up you two agree to this let's find a weight you guys both agree on and let's wrestle and that that's pretty much that's pretty much the that's the gist of it and then uh you know you get out there and get you know and and uh for me it's not uh it's not so much as something where you go into it like uh like these matches don't matter or anything because you know um the wrestler's mentality everything matters you know whether it's practice or whether it's you know whether you're wrestling in the national tournament um but it's a great way to, to kind of, you know, gauge where you're at with your skills, what you're working on and, and be, be ready to, you know, um, adjust your style to wrestle a certain opponent or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great overall, you know, a great overall thing for wrestling. And, and, and I can't wait to see where it goes. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully being on another one. Unless I've been living under a rock. Are you, are you surprised that uh, none of these have picked up? after the season is over because i don't think there's one unless i'm i'm trying to recall from memory which as i texted you before my memory just like disappears some days yeah <laughs> are you surprised that none of them have there's not been one after the ncaa season oh uh, i am i am a little surprised that there hasn't been like you know one or two maybe here or there by some different rtcs but i can see why because you know a lot of guys you know, it just doesn't make sense for them to try and, you know, to get, get these top level uh, senior level athletes or, or let, let alone some of the college level athletes when we have, you know, so many, you know, trial tournaments, you know, world trials coming up, you know, they had the Olympic trials, they had the U S open and everything. And those are kind of, you know, I could definitely see why some of those RTCs are kind of holding back right now. Cause they're just kind of waiting for a little more opportune time um, because some guys may not be willing to, you know, you know, compete in a match because they're, they don't want to risk getting hurt before their trials, which makes sense. Um, it is what it is. Everybody's got a different outlook on it. Um, but I can see why. Um, but, uh, but I, I sure hope that they start ramping up, you know, you know, soon in the summer and, you know, we have a couple here and there. All right. Well, I guess one, la one last little subject, but one last little thing. How are those like, uh, like huge open senior, whether at the junior or senior level, how are those different in the way that they're run compared to like these cards and smaller events and like college duels and whatnot? Um, are you talking like, like open tournaments? Like, uh, you know, like, I, like you would wrestle in, in your redshirt year? Well, those are those are pretty big, yeah. I I I would assume so. If there are are those open tournaments kind of run similarly to like I don't know, there's so many names and stuff. I don't know, junior something trials or junior oh junior world team trials and everything. Whatever. Yeah. There's so many um, names. I swear, I can't keep up with this. You can tell I'm. I guess my inexperience is showing, which is fine. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You know, like I. I'm relatively new to all this and there's like, Jesus Christ, you have no idea what's happening half the time. 
<laughs> no, you're good, man. Yeah. Um, a lot of those tournaments, uh, I think they're ran pretty smooth. Um, you know, they, they do have a lot of athletes because, you know, I wrestled in uh, cadet trials my sophomore year, and that was uh, one of the big first tournaments I actually flew to. And, um, you know, that was a big, that was a big eye-opening experience for me. And, and um, when there's a world team spot on the line, you know, you're going to get a lot of athletes, a lot of very high level athletes that want, you know, that want that opportunity to make that team and, and represent, you know, USA. So uh, I think they run, I think they run those tournaments very well. They, they tend to run them quicker. Um, that's what I've noticed at least. They tend to, they tend to try and, um, and, and not in a bad way, but I mean, you have so many matches you have to get through and, and only a short amount of uh, time. Um, and you, nobody wants to be there until 10, 11 at night. So it is what it is, but, um, yeah. And, and I, I think freestyle, um, or Greco, uh, really suits a, a tournament setting like that because you can be in and out on a mat and 30 seconds, 30, 45 seconds at max, maybe you're already off the mat and the next match is up. So, um, yeah, they, they tend to run them quick. Um, they, uh, they usually run without a hitch and, and, and pretty continuous. So, as we kind of wind down here, because I'm looking, I haven't looked at the clock the whole interview, and usually I'm like glaring at the clock every like three minutes. So, that's a testament to like how good you've been. But as we wind down here, I always end on one like little joke of a question. Because, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, y'all are cutting weight all the time and y'all can't, you know, eat whatever you want, whenever you want. So I, I, I didn't know that you, you know, it's like a Wisconsin wrestling frat house with all your roommates and stuff. Who takes the most pride in, out of all you guys, who takes the most pride in being the best cook? Uh, being the best cook. I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and if any of the guys uh, listen to this. They can take this up with me later. I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm the best cook. I'm going to say go. I'm the you best. Learned your lesson yep. There you yep. go. Perfect. I'm going to say I'm the best go. cook, man. There you go. So Eric, any of the other guys want to come on and fight it out? You know, we'll, we'll duke it out and we'll, yeah. you know, yeah. there you go. You've been absolutely great. Thank you so much. It was certainly my pleasure to bring you this episode of The Mental Takedown. Thank you so much, Kyle, for his time, and, of course, best of luck this upcoming season. If you could be so kind to leave a like, follow the Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff will be down in the description below. It is much appreciated. Again, I do this purely for the joy of wrestling. I fell in love with the sport five years ago in a hotel room in San Antonio, Texas, and lo and behold, we've never looked back. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you next time. This is Daniel signing off for the Mental Takedown.